Hey, Confessions of a Gym Rat listeners. Podcast merch is officially available up on my website, www.liftswithliz.com. You can order certified gym rat t-shirts, hoodies, and crewnecks. Check out the website for all of the options. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. If you are watching this on YouTube, I well, I think that says enough. Um, I have ventured into the YouTube space now, so this is the first episode of my podcast that you will be able to listen or watch along on YouTube as well. I don't know what I'm doing, full disclaimer. But I I heard from a lot of you guys that you would like to see video content uh, to watch the podcast, which it's just me. So it's just me talking the whole time. Uh, So here I am dabbling into that space. It it was something that I never really thought of because personally, I listen to like the podcast that I listen to when I'm driving in the car to work or when I'm working. But it is like a really popular thing now for people to want to watch their podcasts. So here, here I am in my nice little setup. If you're not watching on YouTube, I'll paint a little tiny visual. Um, I obviously don't have a real podcast space and studio. So I am set up kind of in the corner of my room, have my mirror to my left. Uh, Above me, it's kind of cut off, but my little you're like really pretty neon sign that glows pink because I love everything pink. And that's it. Got a laptop in front of me. I got my phone so I can answer questions later on. But yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing YouTube now. So if you are interested in checking out the videos, my YouTube is just Lifts with Liz. No shocker there. <laughs> anyway, Happy Monday, folks. I hope, hope, hello, that you're having a fantastic start to your week. A lot has happened in the past week. A lot has happened. And I can't, it would be, I, I can't get through this episode without telling you guys why I fucking hate Ticketmaster. So I'm so much. So I told you guys last week, I signed up for the Morgan Wallen verified pre-fan sale. And I'm not really a fan of this whole verified pre-fan sale thing to begin with because I think it's bullshit. And you guys heard me rant about Taylor Swift, but just in case you weren't listening, quick little recap. So Ticketmaster is doing this thing now where in, in an attempt to only have tickets go to verified fans which isn't happening anyway, they're making you sign up for this pre-sale in advance and you'll put in your email, like your Ticketmaster email or whatever, and then they'll tell you like three days before, so they told, like they would tell you on Tuesday if you're part of this verified fan sale. And the whole 
the whole Taylor Swift thing was a shit show. We're not even going to get into that. But they came out, Ticketmaster, on like Wednesday or something, and they were like, oh, yeah, so due to high demand of Morgan Wallen tickets, we're not doing a regular sale. It's just going to be the verified fan sale. So that that's red flag number one. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that Ticketmaster is randomly selecting who can buy tickets and who can't? Is there no, like, is there no red flags in there? Just let that sink in. The only way that you can get tickets to Morgan Wallen's tour, besides resale, which is ridiculously priced, the only way that you can get tickets is if you sign up for the presale and Ticketmaster randomly selects you to be part of the presale. Is that not fucked up? Does that not does that not sound fucked up to anybody at Ticketmaster? Is it just me who thinks that that's fucked up? Whatever. So luckily enough, I got a text on uh, Tuesday or something. I don't know. I got, yeah, I guess it was Tuesday. Um, congratulations, you've been selected to be part of Morgan Wallen's verified fan sale. They gave me a date that was like an additional tour date that he put up like after I signed up for the pre-sale. So thank God I'm free that day too because that's not the one I even signed up for. Whatever. So I had put in my email. My mom had put in her email. So my mom texted me. and was like, oh, I waitlisted. And I was like, oh, I didn't get a text yet. Finally got the text. I'm like, okay, at least one of us has got it. 2 p.m. Friday. I don't got any meetings at that time. It says the waiting room will be available a half hour before. Make sure you're using your Ticketmaster email and the direct link from the text that they'll send you. So I'm like, okay, buddies. Still fucked up, but okay. Uh, So Friday, so I'm recording this on Saturday. This happened yesterday. I'm not fully recovered, which is why I need to discuss it right now. So I get the text yesterday. This is your code. This is the link to use. I'm like, cool. I sit down at, I sat down at like 142. Don't ask me why I remember the exact number. And I'm like, oh shit, the waiting room all opened uh, 10 minutes ago. I, I let me get in the waiting room just so I don't have any problems. I send myself the link so I can like go on through my computer. Click on the link. I sign into my Ticketmaster account. It says, there's a big button that says, join the wait room. I click it. We're sorry. This email is not registered to a verified fan account. This sale is only for verified fans. Please check back later. And I'm like, um, no. This email, like, I quite literally got the email to this account. So I'm like, let me try on my phone. Just like clicking the link directly from the text message they sent me, same thing. I sign out, I sign back in, same thing. I DM Ticketmaster support on on Twitter. They go, please use the email that you, like, please use the account that you got the email for. I'm like, hello, I am. And they're like, your code is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I know what my code is. Please look at my text ma- or my picture because I sent them a picture of the error and figure it out. So meanwhile, I find 
a number for Ticketmaster support on the phone. I'm on hold. I'm on hold. I'm on hold. It's 1.58. I'm still on hold. I'm DMing Ticketmaster support on Twitter being a, such a troll. And I'm like, there's, there's two minutes until this sale starts. And you guys said hi to man. So am I going to get screwed over because of you guys? I finally get through to somebody on the phone. He, first of all, I had to tell him five times in a row that my name is Liz. He's like, what's your email? I give him my email. He's like, okay, and what's your name? I'm like, Liz, and my last name's W-E-I. And he's like, what? And I'm like, what? And he's like, Liz, what? And I said, no, Liz. And then my last name is W-E-I. And he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh my God, my name is Liz. And he's like, okay, just first name. And I'm like, okay, sorry, dude. Um, so I gave him the rundown and he's like, all right, let me put you on hold. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm on hold forever. Nothing's happening. I'm still trying on my computer, getting the same error message. Ticketmaster support over Twitter is just not answering me anymore, probably because I blew up their DMs. And the guy comes back on and he's like, I'm on the other line with uh, the resolutions team, I think he said. Um, we're trying to figure out like why your email's not working because yes, like that email did did receive access to the verified fan sale. And I'm like, yes, I know, buddy. I'm like, but it's like, we're like 18 minutes in and I feel like my shot's a little bit ruined because you guys said this was going to be high demand. And he's like, well, I can't check if there's tickets or not still, but there's still people in the in the line. So I think there is. And I'm like, well, there was still a line for Taylor Swift when there was no tickets. And he's like, I understand, ma'am, but this isn't Taylor Swift. I'm like, well, it's pretty damn close because you guys changed nothing about the process. So I'm on hold for fucking ever with this guy. My mom texts me and she's like, I just got a text that I'm off the wait list. Here's the code. Here's my login info. So I'm like, fine, go ahead. Meanwhile, this guy comes back on the phone and he's like, can you hold for a few more minutes? And I'm like, yeah, sure, buddy, whatever. Fuck you. Um, I didn't say that. I feel bad. It wasn't his fault. I finally get tickets into my cart on my mom's account. Um, it was like I, I kept clicking on stuff and it was like I click and it goes, sorry, these seats aren't available anymore. Sorry, these seats aren't available anymore. I finally grabbed two seats for like a little over $100 in the 300 section, whatever. I get to the checkout page and the checkout page is having a goddamn seizure. I shit you not. This thing is just flash, 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 flash. So I'm trying to type in my address, but I don't even know what box I'm in. So I, I was like, fuck it. We're going in blind. All your month's worth of online shopping has prepared you for this moment. You know what these boxes are in your heart. Just go. So I'm like trying to type while trying to not spaz out as the computer's having a seizure. I finally check out. So I got tickets, guys. End of the like most important thing, I got tickets. I'm fine. I'm going. But the guy comes back on the phone. At this point, our call is like an hour and six minutes long. And he's like, I'm so like, your email should be working now. So I go in through my own email and I'm like, yeah, it's working now. Thanks for fixing that. But the only tickets left are $550. So not telling them that I got tickets off my mom's account. 
I'm like, I feel like you guys should give me something in compensation for this grave error, for fucking this up severely for me. And he's like, it's not my fault. And I'm like, no, I know it's not your fault, but it's Ticketmaster's fault. And he's like, well, I can't give you anything like in compensation because there are still tickets available, but I can escalate this to like somebody who can maybe compensate you for something. So I was like, yeah, fine, fucking escalate it. So somebody this week is going to reach out to me from Ticketmaster. I'm hoping that I can get some dollars shaved off uh, those tickets I got. Like give me a little $50 gift card or something. Because not for nothing. I take these, I take concerts very seriously. I love music. I love live music and seeing, like, I think that a concert, especially with a good friend, is a really good use of money. With that being said, Ticketmaster, if you want to compensate me for literally fucking all my shit up, I, I, I think I'm owed that. I don't know. I think I'm owed that. So I'll keep you guys updated on what Ticketmaster says, but moral of the stories, I am going to see Morgan Wallen and I am extremely hyped. Uh, country music is so controversial, but if you, and, and not all country music, I'll say that. If you take a second and like listen to one of Morgan Wallen's songs and, or at least just like the instrumentals, the guy's damn talented. And I appreciate that. Plus, you could not like country music a country music concert is the best type of concert. Hat on, boots on, beers everywhere, especially at like where I am in Jersey, there's this outdoor like amphitheater or whatever they call it called PNC, PNC Bank Art Center. Yeah. Um, country concerts there are the best. You, you get like, so you could pay extra for seats that you actually sit in or you could just sit on the lawn and it's general admission. But for a country concert, it's like bring a folding chair, get yourself a nice tall boy. We're chilling. It's a great time. But that's my that's my debacle of the week. Other than that, that's that's really it. I said that it's been a crazy week, but honestly, <laughs> that was it. Uh, I have an exciting week ahead of me, actually, because I'm learning how to snowboard on. Wednesday after work. I'm a little bit nervous just because I don't want to, like, I feel like I've been wanting to do this for a while, snowboard, and like nothing just works out for me, you know? Like I'll get really excited for something and then it it, like, it it was like when I went to go see that play with Jesse Williams in it and then I showed up and Jesse Williams wasn't there. So I just, I had this feeling in my gut like, I'm going to twist something and then not be able to lift or I don't know. So pray, pray for me, but I'm, I'm starting real slow and real easy. And it's something that I've been wanting to do. Plus it's like, it's just a different form of exercise. You know, I love weightlifting. I really, really do. It's my favorite form of exercise. I don't know why I just said that. Like I needed to validate that when you guys obviously know that, but there's other ways to move, you know? You can stay active and live a healthy lifestyle and not resistance train four or five times a week. So I'm excited to start incorporating like a new challenge into my life. And also, I feel like whenever my friends go on ski trips or stuff, like I've never really gone because then they'll like go skiing and boarding. 
And I don't know how to do that. So it's like, why am I going to spend my money right now to go sit in a house when I could just sit in my own house if I'm not going to spend the day with you guys anyway? So I'm excited to learn a winter sport and be part of that community. I don't have much of a TV update for you guys this week. I've just, I've been busy. I've just been, I've been busy with like work and life and getting my shit together. So I haven't watched that much TV. But last night, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing during like the winter now where like once a week I watch a new movie because there's so many movies I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen The Godfather, which is stupid for me to be like, eh, I don't know why I haven't seen that. Um, what else? I haven't seen Blades of Glory. I really want to see Blades of Glory. <sighs> there's, there's like a lot, like there's a lot of classic movies that I haven't seen. I don't need to get into it. Yesterday I watched, uh, what was, this is where I leave you on HBO Max with Jason, Jason Bateman, Katherine Hahn, um, Tina Fey was in it. Adam Driver was in it. Jane Fonda was in it. I, I literally went under the category that said like stacked cast or something like that. And the only thing that I've seen Jason Bateman in is the two episodes of Ozark that I've watched. So I gave it a shot and it was good. It was like a rated R, like it was like one of those like funny type of movies, like Will Ferrell type comedy, but nobody does it like Will Ferrell. So it was good and it like, it made me laugh and like I liked it but it wasn't like the best thing I've seen ever. It's a nice casual view. Rotten, to Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 44%, which like I kind of feel in this case is like kind of accurate, maybe a little low, but I'm genuinely curious what goes into these Rotten Tomato scores because there's been movies, like there's some movies, like I, I'm pretty sure High School Musical 2 is in the 90s, okay? High School Musical 2 is not my favorite out of all the High School Musicals. High School Musical 3, and then I, I can't really choose in between one and two. One's a classic, but all, it's what really like, yeah, like throws me for the loop, makes me question it, is the fact that Drew Seeley sings for Zac Efron. But that's not the point. I don't understand what goes into these Rotten Tomato scores. So I kind of, I, I don't really like take that as anything unless it's like really low. Like I put on a Sylvester Stallone movie, like a new one a few months ago. I was like five minutes in, I'm like, this shit's really boring. Should I give it a chance? And then I looked up that it had like a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, I don't fucking know what Rotten Tomatoes is composed of, but but this validates me in this moment. I'll fight Rotten Tomatoes on other stuff, but I didn't see that movie through and I, I'm comfortable sitting on the fact agreeing that it's probably a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway though, that's my, that's my little two cents for the week. I don't, I've been talking, I'm looking at like my laptop now. I've been talking for 19 minutes and a lot of those 19 minutes was me ranting about my Ticketmaster problems. So thank you for that, <laughs> for listening. We, we, have a, we have a stacked episode today. So I, I'm gonna be talking about something in the main part of this podcast that I think is super, super important, especially for both girls and, and boys around my age demographic. Um, I'm going to be discussing undereating and how we should be. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? Hold on. 
I want to talk about my nails. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll finish that thought in a second. But I just put my hands up in case you're watching on YouTube and saw my nails through like the camera. I was like, oh my God, how did I forget to talk about these? Uh, I finally made the switch. If you're, if you're on YouTube, you can look at my pearly white nails. I made the switch to coffin shape. I bit the bullet and I did it. I've been a square gal my whole life and I knew. So I never went for coffin because I was just like, oh, they won't do well with me lifting. But I started to get gel fill instead of gel polish. Okay, so this is actually relevant. If you're a girl or a boy and you like to get your nails done and you go to the gym, listen to this. So up until like April, like March or April, I had been getting just a regular gel manicure because they last longer than regular polish, whatever. But my nails, I like them like a medium length, like not like claws, but not stubs. They kept chipping in the gym or like, God forbid, I grip a dumbbell wrong and then one nail like splits down the center or something. And it was, it was like starting to piss me off that I was like, why am I spending money on getting a manicure? And then it's like my nails breaking. So I switched to a new salon and I think it, it happened by accident. I was like, can I have a gel manicure? And she was like, gel fill. And I was like, yeah. And I kind of knew that that didn't sound right. But I was like, I'm just going to go with it. Sure. So the gel fill is when they put that pink gooey stuff on first and it hardens on your nail. I, my desk is wood, knock on wood. I have not broken a nail since then. I've had, I've like dropped a barbell or a dumbbell before and I feel my nail scrape and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I look down and my nail's fine. So now that I have nice, sturdy, unbreakable nails, I went with the coffin because they're also, they're not super pointy. The stiletto nails freak me out. Those, like, I can't put my contacts in with stiletto nails, but these are nice. They're like a nice little shape. They look a little mature, really good for a back scratch. Um, just a little tidbit, a little FYI there. And I got the chrome powder over it to make it so it's like not white, but it's like a pearly white. I'm showing my hands for those on YouTube. But I pull up a picture from like my Pinterest of the chrome like white nails that I wanted. I'm, I'm an avid Pinterest user. And I showed the nail guy. I'm like, can, and it's, I don't really schedule like a certain person at my nail salon because they're all good. So I show this guy, I've never had him before. And I'm like, do you have a color like this? And he's like, that's chrome. And I'm like, okay, do you have that? And he's like, yeah, but that's gonna cost you extra. And I'm like, okay, so it cost me extra, like whatever. Um, so we're sitting there doing my nails, filing them. And he just like looks over at the chrome next to him. And he's like, this is extra work for me. And I'm like, ha ha. But in my head, I'm like, what? Like, okay, and do you know how many times in a work day, like somebody tells me to do something that I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't want to do this. Or when I worked in retail and somebody had an annoying order, like, I'm not asking you to put like intricate little flowers. I could have, I could have asked him to draw the fucking Grinch on my nails right now for Christmas because people do that. All I fucking asked for was chrome nail polish and like the owner ended up doing for it for me. It took five seconds. All she did was dab it on and then smudge it. That's it. So I didn't appreciate the sass, but my nails look fantastic. 
And I don't think I'll be going back from Coffin because I'm really obsessed with them and I can't stop looking at them. So if you are watching on YouTube and you see me looking at my hands throughout this episode, it's just because I'm being a little narcissistic and I can't, I can't stop looking at my nails. Uh, anyway, though, back to what I was saying. Great episode ahead. I'm going to be talking about under eating and how people like a lot of people are are unfortunately under eating and not aware of it. So we're going to dive into everything on that. I don't want to give too much away because it'll make more sense when I talk about it later. And then I have a fantastic interview with my good friend Dylan Vasquez at the end of this episode. It will not be on YouTube because I, like I said, this is like a new thing for me and I didn't obtain anyone's consent from any of my interviews so far to go on YouTube. I know that not everybody's like really comfortable with it. So interviews you might not see too much on YouTube, but Dylan is a great friend and he's in the New Jersey area, fantastic photographer, bodybuilder, night nurse. You guys are going to enjoy this conversation because he does it all. And we talk about other nonsense and fun banter and stuff. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. All right, let's get into the highlights for this week. So I always start with my non-fitness related highlight. And this one, ladies and gentlemen, if you're as into buying clothes as I am, Pay attention. So this weekly highlight I decided to pick out because it can somewhat benefit you in one way. And it's not just me talking, but on what day was it? Wednesday, I guess. So I should preface by saying where I work, like my actual office, there's a mall literally across the street. So from time to time, like some of us will go to the mall. Uh, If I have to run errands, like I'll go to the mall during lunch. Um, Really weird feeling by the way, like doing things during the day when everyone's working is really weird. And even at lunchtime. So like I'll go and I'll pop in and the mall is just like practically empty. Everyone that's in there is like a stay at home mom or like someone that's retired. And it's almost like, like a forbidden fruit, not to be dramatic, but it's like, Ooh, like it's the work day. Like I shouldn't be here right now. I should be in my office. (laughs) I'm cracking up because that's so stupid. Um, obviously you're allowed to do things on your lunch break, but it's still, you know, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of a weird vibe. Anyway, on Wednesday, my best friend in the office was like, Hey, I gotta go to the mall and run some, run some errands during lunch. You want to come for a half hour and then we'll come back and eat for the rest. So I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go to the fucking mall. Bring my wallet because I know the two of us are, are an unstoppable indestructible, reckless force when it comes to our credit cards. It's, we are not good for each other, but at the same time, I would die without her. So we go into where we went into American Eagle. Uh, She had to return something. American Eagle is having half off their outerwear. Just wanted to throw that out there. So it got my wheels turning. They're having half off jackets, like denim jackets, all that kind of stuff. So I saw this like one jacket that was like really furry and I was like, oh, I kind of want it, but it's like 80 bucks. So it's still, it's like still going to be kind of expensive. I don't need it. Um, I was like, let's walk around like and run the other errands and then I'll come back to it. 
So we walk out of American Eagle and directly next door, just look right into the window of Forever 21, which I haven't been actually in Forever 21 in like ages or actually bought something from there because Forever 21s, at least in my home mall, are just always a shit show. I see this perfect jacket right in front of my eyes. I'll see if I can add a picture for those on YouTube if I can find it online. So furry, just a black. So imagine like Yasmin from the Bratz, like the coats that she wore. That's the only way I can describe it is it looks like something that a Bratz doll would wear. So I go in and Forever 21 does this, does this like annoying thing where they just don't put prices on some of their price tags. It makes no sense. So I'm like, excuse me, how much is this coat? And she's like, oh, all of our outerwear, them too, I guess, is half off. This coat is $20. So I'm like, $20? That's a steal. And Tamara, my coworker, is like, that's a steal, Liz. And I'm like, all right, snag. So we keep walking around. I found this awesome sweater, also half off. It has like... I call them bubble pony, bubble pony arms. So you know the bubble ponytail everyone does um, with like little sections and it looks like jasmine hair? That's how the two sleeves looked. $15, half off. I said, get in the bag, get in the bag. You're coming home with me. And then last but not least, we got matching necklaces. I know, really, it's so fifth grade of us, but mine says Taurus, since I'm a Taurus and Hers says Libra. I think she's a Libra. The end of September. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I spent forty dollars on three items, and two of them being heavy items, like a sweater and a jacket. You don't find that for cheap. So hopefully, it's those two sales are still going on by the time that you're listening to this. But if you're in in need or just curious, want some outerwear um, and winter clothes. American Eagle and Forever 21 right now are having great deals. I don't know if they're having them online. I haven't checked, but that might be something that you should take a little a little dabble into. Anyway, that's my non-health and fitness related highlight of the week. My fitness related highlight, I'm, I'm going to go again. I know I did this a few weeks ago, but I'm going to say that my, my gluten hammies day overall just really killed me. It's hard for my hamstrings to feel sore. I don't know if this makes sense, but I think the reason why is because they're really tight. My my hamstrings are very tight and it's something I'm I've been actively obviously trying to work on and I stretch, so, you know, that's my problem, it's my business, don't worry about it. But it's very hard for my hamstrings to feel sore. I woke up yesterday morning after my hamstring day and I was pleasantly surprised that I couldn't bend over or bend down without feeling like my legs were going to detach from my butt cheeks. <laughs> so I did something that I changed up this week. I, I normally do sumo deadlifts. Um, and I don't know, I was just, I was feeling a little funky and I went with conventional this week. I don't really like conventional as much. I like sumo because it targets more, the sumo stance puts more emphasis on the glutes and personally, I'm always trying to grow the glutes. So I normally do sumo every week, but I was like, let's, let's switch it up. You haven't done this in a while. Conventional deadlifts have their own benefits. Let's do it. 
So I definitely think that having that type of movement that I haven't done in a while in my workout contributed to the fact of why I still can't feel my hamstrings. A quick, just a, just a little like quick tidbit add on to that before I close out this segment. Um, I wasn't aware of this until I went to the chiropractor last winter. Tight hamstrings can give you back problems. Yep. I like, I've mentioned this before last winter, my back, lower back got very inflamed. And when I went to the chiropractor and the physical therapist, they were like, do you have tight, you have tight hamstrings? Cause she like felt them. And I'm like, yeah, those babies tight. Um, apparently I'm going to explain this wrong because I'm not a doctor, but that you're like your hamstrings being tight can compress your spine like the lower part of your spine, the lumbar part, lumbar spine. Hello, tripping on my own words. Um, and just puts a lot of pressure on there. So that's, that's how that can hurt that. So if you've, you've been having back problems, in addition to checking, making sure your form's right, stretch those hammies. Stretch those hammies. All right. So I kind of mentioned this in the intro, but... I am going to talk about under eating today. And if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I don't under eat, I'm fine. You, you're probably under eating. It's very common, like a lot of people are. So I've mentioned this before, tracking food is not healthy for everyone. I'm able to track my food in a healthy way. And I also, since I've been doing it for a while, it's like, I have a pretty good gauge of like around ballpark, like how much I eat in a day without tracking. Um, some people are not able to track in a healthy way. It can really F you up mentally. Um, but if you're kind of on the fence, you don't know where you're at, you've never tried tracking before, I would recommend giving yourself like a week. Give yourself a nice solid week of being really honest and tracking what you eat and see how much it is. I find with like the majority of my clients that they don't think they're under eating and then they like tell me how much they're eating or track how much they're eating and it's like they're under eating by 600 calories every day during the week and then go out on the weekends and go out to dinner and have a drink and blah, blah, blah. So it's like almost like they're starving themselves for five days and then quote unquote binging on the weekends. And you know, like, like I want to stop there for a second and just put out like a statement here. I am all for 80-20. You guys know this. I am. It's your life, dude. You do what what you want to enjoy it and make the most out of it. I go out to eat on the weekends. I go to the bars on the weekends. I have a drink. Um, but it's harmful to our bodies when we're starving ourselves during the week and then eating. Like, let's say we go out to eat and drink and we're eating a normal amount for our bodies or a little bit over for what our like maintenance would be on the weekends. Your body gets very confused and that's a reason why a lot of people who struggle to, let's say, lose weight or gain muscle um, struggle. So I, I hear it a lot, actually, with my clients and friends and whatnot that are trying to lose weight. 
and they're like, I'm eating in a deficit, blah, 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 or like, how much should I be eating? And I see that they're way under eating and then doing whatever, enjoying themselves on the weekends and their body's in shock. And that's why they're not seeing proper results. I've also seen it with a few of my friends, um, like even in guys too, being like, what am I doing wrong? I'm eating like I'm eating this amount of calories a day. Like, how come I'm not gaining weight? And then I'll be like, I want you to get a $10 Amazon food scale or just like just track everything as honestly as you can and get back to me. And then we'll then we'll see what's going on. One of my friends texted me like yesterday, honestly, and this is part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it this episode, just because she kind of inspired me. Uh, She had texted me throughout earlier this week and was like, I like, I just don't know. I don't know if I've been feeding my body properly. She wasn't sure. She didn't know. Like, it wasn't like something had tipped her off. She was like, I think I'm just going to count my calories this week and see where I'm at and make sure that I'm eating like at maintenance, like enough to nourish my body. So I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. I'm all for that. Do it for a week. Make sure that what you're eating is enough for you and then go on your business. Go about your ways. Keep doing what you're doing, change what you're doing, whatever. So she got back to me yesterday at the end of the week and she was like, I'm eating like 18,000 calories a day, 18,000 to 2,000 calories a day. And I'm not like, I don't want to disclose her like personal information or like anything that like, I just want to keep her identity. Um, What's it called? What's it called when they're like, when someone's like unknown, not like incognito, not ambiguous. I'm keeping, I can't think of the word, but I'm keeping her identity a secret. That's the point. Like, it's just not, it's not going to be disclosed. Um, but for like what, like her weight, cause it goes off of, of body weight. Really? I was like, Oh honey, you've been under eating by like 600 calories a day like I'm like you're based on her weight and her activity level I'm like you you burn about 2600 calories on an active day you got to be eating more and she I'm so proud of her because she's so knowledgeable and smart and just in tune with herself she was like yeah I think it's I'm realizing that I'm under eating and I think it's a problem that I am under eating like five six days a week and then I go out on the weekends and eat out and my body's probably confused And I said, friend, who has no name, couldn't have said it better myself. You don't even need me. You got it under control. So I highly, highly, highly recommend if you're, if you, if you're at a point where you're struggling and you feel very frustrated to be honest with yourself and track for a week and see what you're really eating. I personally never had a problem where I was under eating because I love food and I love to snack, but I didn't realize that I was overeating um, for like a good two year and a half, two years before, like, like when I started lifting, I, um, I thought like, okay, I'm eating like eggs and an English muffin for breakfast. I'm eating a smoothie bowl for lunch, blah, blah, blah. Everything I was putting into my body were, was, they were healthy options. I was very conscious of that and like trying to get a lot of protein in. But I didn't count my calories and I did not realize how much I was eating. 
I didn't realize like how many calories are in a tablespoon of almond butter. Um, like all the stuff that my food was adding up to, like I was like, I'm eating so healthy. Why am I not gaining or why am I gaining weight instead of losing weight? Um, so obviously I've learned a lot throughout my time training and be, and like, you know, just being in the gym and being a personal trainer. Um, and I've learned to fill my body with foods that are like, like going to satiate me and in a way that I'm not overeating, you know, like I eat a lot more. So when I started off, I would eat like two eggs and an egg white or something like that for breakfast with whatever on the side. And it would keep me hungry. So now it's like, okay, egg whites are a little bit less calories. I They're actually like a third of the calories of an egg. I'm like, I'll dump in the egg whites and I'll have more and I'll be more full afterwards. Um, so just, just little things like that. And again, I know that not everyone can track in a healthy way. So if you find that it's not healthy for your mindset, my best recommendation in that case would be to talk to a food therapist. Like if you listened a few episodes ago, my interview with Kelsey Collins, she gave very good advice on how she um, resolved her binge eating disorder and now how she ha- like was able to grow a healthy relationship with food. Resources are out there. I highly, highly recommend taking them. It sucks seeing how many girls suffer with from from having such a warped, messed up relationship with food these days. It it like truly, truly breaks my heart. A lot of it is things that we see online. Um, we create like this is good, this is bad relationships with food and then we end up like binging on food because we starve ourselves of it for so long. It's just, it sucks. It sucks how many people have unhealthy relationships with food and there are resources like food therapists out there where if you are fortunate and you have healthcare insurance or can afford it, I say go for it. There, it's the same thing as like me going to my regular therapist. You know, I got to a point where I was like, I'm unhealthy mentally. I need help. I need help building my relationship with myself. So I got a therapist and my therapist does a great job of guiding me on that path. Shout out to her. Um, she seriously is awesome. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go over. I figured like to wrap up my little tidbit here and actually make it educational. I don't know why I said wrap up. To make it like educational, I'm going to give off some tips on how to make sure you're nourishing your body correctly and get to like an appropriate amount of food. So my first tip, if you're not sure what you should be eating um, for your body, I would highly recommend talking to a trainer, uh, certified personal trainers, at least through NASM, which is what I have, are taught about macronutrients and stuff. So I give out macro plans, um, really cheap, like $10.00. I would love to help set you on the right path. You can also read up on it. So basically, our I went over this a little bit during my bulking episode a few months ago, but our bodies have a set amount of calories that we will burn every day if we do absolutely nothing. Um, 
Obviously, exercising makes that number go up since we're burning more when we exercise. So what we burn in a day is, is called our maintenance calories. So my maintenance, my maintenance, I'll use myself as an example, consists of my basal metabolic rate, which is how much I would burn in a day doing nothing, plus my active calories. That's my maintenance. On a day that I'm not active, my maintenance obviously goes down because I'm not burning as much. The more active you are, the more you burn in a day, the more you need to eat. That's like, I think that part's pretty simple. You guys are still following along with me, hopefully. So to figure out how much we eat, like should be eating in a day, we take your weight because your weight is your body mass. It doesn't matter your height. It doesn't matter your gender. It just matters the mass of your body. That has an effect on that basal metabolic rate. Somebody who's 100 pounds is made up of less. They're going to burn less naturally in a day than somebody who's 200 pounds because they're double the weight. That's the science there. Um, so where, God, I lost my train of thought. I was talking about myself. Oh, yeah. So we take our weight and we multiply it by an activity factor. For those that are very, very active, that number is going to be higher. Because like I said, you burn more. For those that aren't really active, the number is going to be lower. So there's like a whole scale and you kind of just, you plop yourself where like you truly think that you are. Or in my case, I would do that for you. Um, and that's... That's how you get it. Easier way without all that. If you have an Apple Watch, I'm not sure about Fitbit because I only have an Apple Watch. It actually tells you in your health app how much you burn in a day. So I'm gonna go into my phone really quick just so I can walk you guys through it. If you wanna go along, if you wanna go along with me, class, students, I will stop now. So go into your health app, the little white one with the pink heart and go down to um, so in my favorites, I already have it, but you can go to show all health data on that summary page. On the top part, it'll say activity. So today, um, I've burned 476 active calories so far. Un so it says active energy. Right under that, it says resting energy, and that's how much I've burned so far today. If you click on each it'll give you a bar chart and it'll show you what like by week or by month about how much you burn naturally in a day. So I burn around 1450 calories naturally. That's my basal metabolic rate. Then I can go into my active energy and see the average from there and add those two together. And that's your, that's your maintenance. Does that make sense? Hope, like the Apple Watch one is really, really easy. And again, if you guys, like, I know that this can be very difficult to understand, especially just hearing me talk about it. But if you're confused, DM me, leave a review, leave a comment. I'm here to help, folks. I truly am here to help. And I have something in my eye. Um, but anyway, after you figure out what you're eating, and let's say you are under eating, sadly, pick. This sounds so silly, but pick more calorie-dense foods. That's really it, you know? Um, 
people ask me all the time, or like I get it from my clients saying like, I cannot eat this many carbs. I cannot eat this many calories in a day. You can. You just need to choose different options, you know? So like I talked about this a few weeks ago. When I'm cutting, I have 100 calorie English muffins. I love English muffins. I eat them all the time. But when I'm cutting, I'm eating less calories, so I'll use the 100 calorie ones. If you're under eating, if you're finding yourself under eating, do not buy the 100 calorie English muffins. Go for the regular ones that are like 140 or 160. Increase your portion sizes. Um, Add some more like fatty foods into the mix, like almond butter, avocados, have nuts for a snack. Um, Wow, we're going to move on from that sentence. But picking, looking at food labels and picking smarter options for yourself, no matter what direction you're trying to go in, will help you. So if you find, the, the advice I gave to my friend yesterday when she realized that she was under eating, I'm like, take a look. Take a look at what granola bar that you eat every day. Maybe there's one that has 30, 40 extra calories. There you go. Um, maybe instead of having an apple, have a banana. Banana's got like 20 more, 40 more calories than, I said 20 and then 40 and the real number's 30. Like just pick more, like smarter, more calorie dense options. You know, you have to pay attention for a little bit. And then once you kind of get into the groove and know what your body can be fueled on to reach your maintenance, it becomes a lot easier. So it's definitely trial and error. There are apps like MyFitnessPal. I put in my meals the night before since I meal prep. So I can go through the day being like, okay, this is what I got to eat. Sorry, guys. Sorry for the guys that are watching me on YouTube. I literally have something in my eye. Um, But yeah, you'll you'll get the hang of it. But I like to plug my stuff in the night before just meals wise, see where I can add. Like I'm like, oh, I'm 100 calories under. You know what? Let me add a little bit more chicken to my plate or like let me put a little ketchup on or something, you know? When in doubt, sauces, (laughs) great way to up those calories. And I know this is a very sensitive subject, obviously, anytime I talk about food. So thank you for bearing with me. But it really is something that you guys need to pay attention to. Our bodies are meant to be fueled. Um, Carbs give us energy. So if you're under eating a lot on carbs, you're going to find yourself to be very tired. And I want to close out with this one sentence. Eating at your maintenance will not make you gain weight. It's maintenance. Under eating and then binging on the weekends, that's going to fuck up your stomach. So don't be scared at this whole idea of me talking about increasing your food. I'm talking about those who are under eating, you know? So we need to get up to our healthy levels. Like a, a, a max deficit that anyone should be in intentionally is minus 500 of their maintenance. So let's get to a healthy spot. And that's it. I think I feel like I just rambled a lot and I don't know if I gave too too much educational or I didn't give enough like educational value points like learning lessons but it's something that I want you guys to think of this week and be mindful I I wanted to raise awareness that's what I should say since I see it in a lot of girls I want you to ask yourself are you are you under eating do you actually know if you're not under eating and take it from there so Hopefully you got a little something out of that. I don't know. All right, folks, it is time for questions. I've got my phone out. We are ready to go. I got a few good ones this week. Going to go over the deal like I do every single week. 
I put up a question box, poll, whatever, on my Instagram every single Monday, so you could look for it on the story. You could also leave questions in the reviews to this podcast. You can DM them to me, or you can put them on my blog, which is on my website. Um, So here are, are this week's questions. First one says, what made you start online coaching? Um, And I want to start off by saying, clarifying here, I don't coach. I train. So I'm a certified personal trainer. Coaches do a little bit more. I'm, I focus on, you know, like it's the same thing. I do the same thing online that I would do with my clients in person. We build workouts together. We make sure that we're doing things correctly and consistently. Um, We build exercise goals and work towards those. I check their form. Um, We work on progressive overload and stuff. I think a lot of these Co- so like quote-unquote coaches just reuse people's plans or whatever because they need to spend more time like talking to their clients and like kind of being there like this sounds awful and I don't want you to get the wrong idea but it's like I'm your trainer and for my trainer like I'm I'm always I'm always saying ask me questions whenever I will always answer even my in-person clients that I still have through Rutgers I'm like text me if you have questions um but I'm not here to create a meal plan for you. You know, that's what registered dietitians do. Um, I, I can't put your life in order. Can't create like a whole daily schedule for you and stuff. But I can be your trainer and I can help you in that physical space um, and work on that with you. So what made me want to start online was just the fact that I, I found a way that, to make it possible. You know, I have in-person experience, obviously, and I love to do it. But as my page started to grow, I was like, this is something that I can take online with me. I just need to figure out a way that I can do it so it has the same value to my, like, I'm providing the same value to my online clients as I am to my in-person clients. I think the only downfall to online training versus in-person is that obviously I can't see every single exercise and rep that they do. I ask a lot of times for them to send me videos of their form um, so I can take a look at it. And that's like, that's how we go about that. But in person, obviously, I'm standing next to someone like with my own eyeballs being able to see every single rep. But what I do with my clients is all of their workouts come with videos. So before the workout, I always recommend before so it doesn't disrupt your flow. They can go in and see an example of how the exercise should look as if I was there in person doing it in front of them. And they can log what weights they use for each exercise. They mark when a workout is done so we can make sure we're working on progressive overload. And it's fantastic. I love all my clients very, very much. And hopefully, hopefully they feel the same with me. (laughs) Next question is from Mary Page. How do you deal with not being able to lift while on vacation? Very good question. So I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've talked about this on my podcast. I definitely have on my internet, on my internet, hello, on my Instagram, but I don't think on the podcast. So listen, I don't, I've never gone on a vacation that was more than like a week, a little bit over a week. One week off isn't going to kill you, you know? Um, 
And that's like, I, I feel like I've gotten to a place with my mind where I've just, I'm okay with it and I've accepted it, but you really just have to, everything honestly is mindset. It, it sounds so stupid, but li- like, you know, when you're a kid and they would say mind over matter, that's literally what everything is. Don't under underestimate the uh, power of your brain. You know, I just I have to keep reinforcing myself. Hey, you're on vacation. Take a look around you. The space you're in is beautiful. You have so many activities planned. The gym will be there next week. It is one freaking week off. Chill out. That being said, it depends on the circumstances. Um, I went, I did work out some days when I went to California in the summer because honestly, I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep past like 6 a.m., which was 9 a.m. Eastern time. So I did a little workout in the morning and it was my kind of time to be alone. I went on a vacation with one, two, three, four, five, six people. So my mornings and like my tiny little workouts was just a way for me to be alone. Like, okay, peace and quiet. Liz is by herself in her happy space, letting out some energy so she doesn't explode during the day. And it was a great vacation. Uh, so it's really, up. To, it's like, if, if I have the time to do it, I'll do it. But I don't break my back for it. You know, not on vacation. Next question is from Dan, I think. Do you have a favorite post-workout meal? Um, I typically eat dinner after I work out. So I feel like it would be like, what is my favorite dinner? And that's a tough one. I don't think I have a favorite, but anything with like pasta in it will fill me right up. Like I love... I was making pasta with like a nice like creamy tomato sauce and chicken sausage. That fills me up. That fills me up. So I'm, I'm going to go with anything with a pasta dish. Next questions from Katie. What are some podcasts you follow? Great question. I only follow two podcasts. So I follow Unwaxed by Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Um, I liked it a lot when they started. But lately it's just been getting a little like... I've watched too much Chicks in the Office that I'm now I'm like on wax. It's like, meh, meh. And they took a little break too. So I'm like, eh. They don't really, they just like kind of talk about their lives. Like there's nothing like, nothing else to it. But it's still good. It's like, kind of makes you feel like you have sisters if you don't. So that's what I liked about it. But I am a huge Chicks in the Office listener. Huge Chicks gal. Uh, that's my number one podcast. I listen to them. I watch them on YouTube. I really hope I see Rhea at SantaCon in Hoboken next weekend. Somebody tell her, if you know her, that I just said that. Um, but Chicks in the Office is fantastic. If you're into pop culture, you've got to give them a listen. Rhea and Fran are hysterical, and they're everything I try to channel when I sit down and do these every week. Who knows? Maybe I'll meet them one day. Last question is from Hannah. How do you feel about athletes using cannabis to help with training? Example, appetite and pain tolerance. Um, so that the, the appetite part depends. If you're using cannabis to suppress your appetite, which I don't think it does, then I don't really agree with that. If you're finding that you're under eating and stuff and cannabis makes you hungrier, then sure. Go for it. Um... I personally, I do not smoke weed. I don't do it. I just, I don't like it. Not for me. I'll drink. Thank you. Um, 
but if you're using it, if you're using cannabis and you're not actively exercising, then I say go for it. I, I really don't condone exercising under any sort of influence. And a lot of people argue that they're very like clear, clear-headed highs. Does that make sense? Like not drunks, but highs. Smokers, I don't know. I don't care. If you're under any sort of influence, um, you could seriously risk hurting yourself. If you're using it afterwards to help with pain tolerance and stuff, fair game. Just please do not try and play a sports game. Hi. <laughs> please. <laughs> and that's it. Those are with with that being said, my statement of please do not play sports high, that is it for questions this week. <laughs> All right, everyone, I'm here with a very special guest today. My friend Dylan Vasquez is here on the podcast. Hi, Dylan. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. What if what's up with you? Like, what have you been up to lately? I haven't seen you in a while. No, nah, nothing much recently. I mean, I did have a big like health scare. Uh, we could talk about that a little bit, but <laughs> had a little health scare. And then uh, I've just been getting back to work these past couple of weeks. I, I work night shift, so I'm just super busy. I try to fit in training wherever I can. Yeah. So yeah, what happened? Because uh, I mean, I know, but I'll explain for those listening. I asked you to be on a few weeks ago and then um, your whole health scare, which I'll let you explain, happened, which had me concerned, but you see, you seem to be better now and back to training. So what yeah, the heck happened? It's crazy. I'm pretty much back to like almost 100% now. Um, but a little over a month ago, I traveled to Houston, Texas uh, for my client's show, The Summer Shredding. And I guess I was just sitting on the plane uh, without moving for too long with my knee bent. And pretty much what happened was, is I developed a blood clot, uh, a DVT actually. So it's very dangerous. It can travel to your lungs and pretty much kill you. It can cause a pulmonary embolism. Yeah. yeah so I didn't really notice uh, anything crazy that, that first day, but the next day I woke up, my leg was three times the size, could barely walk. And then I, I kind of thought I like pulled my calf or something, maybe, or like I was, you know, just sitting for too long. Maybe my knee was kind of messed up, but as the days progressed, I couldn't walk, couldn't do anything. As soon as I flew home, went to the ER and got diagnosed and pretty much like couldn't walk for about one to two weeks. And then slowly as I was on blood thinners, the circulation came back to my leg and got to walking you know, got to the gym and now pretty much back to doing everything that I did before. That's, you know, so, I mean, I didn't even know that that could really happen. Um, yeah, is that great. something like, cause I'm genuinely curious, like, is there, do you have like a pre-existing health condition that this is like, you're prone to getting blood clots or could this really happen to like anyone? <laughs> Well, we don't know yet. I have to get genetic testing done um, with my blood doctor, but my mom does have a history of clots. So that could be a factor. Like she has a very rare clotting disease called uh, factor five uh, Leiden. And pretty much it makes you much more susceptible than the regular person to blood clots. So that could be a factor, but it also could be a situational thing where I didn't get up and move. So my main thing is like when you're on a plane, guys, no matter how long it is, because it's four hours, I was like, I'm just going to knock out. It was a morning flight. Right. And, you know, didn't really 
So just get up and move, go to the bathroom, even if you don't have to, you know, and just, <laughs> just well, start a yeah. really good piece of advice because I like my thing is like I hate getting up on planes so mm -hmm. I went to I mean I went back to California I went to the bathroom once but I flew this six hours home without moving at all like I didn't get up at all so now I'm scary yeah I and didn't the, know that that could happen and the craziest part was is that I thought I was lucky because the flight to Houston it's a spirit flight so it's horrible you know and then we paid for the exit row seat so we have a little bit more room yeah. but my row I had no one else sitting next to me the whole plane was booked so I was like oh I'm so lucky so like an asshole I sat in the corner and laid up against like a bed but I forgot to you know keep my knee you know not yeah. bent and I fell asleep for four hours. And okay. I guess that's like when I'm on a plane, I'm normally like, it takes me a while to get comfortable. And then like, I'll sit cross-legged and then like my knees will get tired. So I'll put my legs down. So I, I'm not like, I guess I technically am moving. I just don't like get up. Yeah. Like I was not, I was knocked out. It was early morning flight. I was tired. That's crazy. So what did you have to do? Like besides taking blood thinners, was that it? Like there's yeah i was so surprised honestly they were the, like guy in the er was just like oh yeah you have a dbt uh no need to do anything crazy right now like it's not that alarming just you know you're on blood thinners i mean i was in an insurmountable amount of pain like i would have to you know give myself a little pep talk just to get up from my bed to walk down the hall to my bathroom like just to do the most basic things you know it, it really makes me grateful that I'm able to do those things now because uh, just a month ago, it was like going to the bathroom was the hardest challenge to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of us like you got to go through like a humbling experience to really appreciate like the the given things. Yeah. And it's and it's funny because I, I always say that to people because of the field that I work in. I'm, I'm a right. nurse and I work at Kessler Rehab and I, and I work in uh, the uh, traumatic brain injury unit. I work with stroke patients. I work with, uh, you know, just all types of things, burn, burn victims. So I see these things, motor vehicle accidents, people my age, people from, you know, all the way from 18 oh, yeah. to 100 years old. You see all types of stuff. And it always makes me feel grateful for what I can do and, you know, what my body allows me to do. And then that happened. And I was like, you know, I didn't really need to learn this lesson again. <laughs> like I already know. <laughs> yeah. Like I got it. You know, you don't have to reinforce. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing like your, your good deed to help those. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. What did it feel like? Like, just like a, Oh, pretty much like it felt like my leg was like super stiff. Um, and just like, I, I kind of explained it like, like I was almost like a pirate with like a peg, like oh. kind of leg, like you couldn't do anything with it. It, it, it couldn't move because the blood flow was, uh, so restricted that it was so swollen that right. you couldn't bend it. You couldn't bend it. I couldn't, I couldn't point my toe at all. You know, I couldn't, barely do anything was it like pins and needly or like uh it was oh god it just felt like it was like it could break at any moment oh, that's what it felt like. like burst yeah like it could just oh. it could just yeah explode like like the skin you know uh, no. <laughs> oh horrible i i had to, for the my medical people uh pitting edema i had plus three to plus four pitting edema pretty much when you press down on your your tibia which is the front uh you know opposite of your calf I pressed down, made an indentation, and it, it stays there for like almost a two minutes, you know, before it goes back to normal. That's oh, how deep. no. Sick. Sick. I would freak people out. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that is a visual that I never need to see. So thanks for not sending me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, thank yeah. God. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling better because that is quite frightening. Um, thank you. I was following along to your stories of 
you walking every day and getting better and now you're back to normal and yeah. deadlifting a thousand pounds and whatnot. It's crazy. Um, but I wanted to have you on the podcast because a lot of my podcasts, like I talk about ways that I balance, like working a full-time job and also um, like I personal train on the side, just like you coach on the side and also prioritizing my own health. So I thought that you were a perfect person to have on because you're also juggling a million different professions and um, hobbies. So obviously I know what you do, but can you tell everybody like a quick run through of all the different things you're involved in? Uh, yeah, I'm one of those guys. I just, I, I, I dip my, my hands into too many things. So um, mainly I'm a registered nurse. So I told you a little bit about that. So I work at Kessler rehab and we work at all different types of patients, just uh, rehabbing them, getting them back to a more independent life. So I've been a rehab nurse since, since the pandemic started in oh uh, yeah 2020. Is that your first year as a nurse? Yeah. So wow. I don't know, I don't know nursing without a, without a mask and all wow. these different things. Like when I was going through clinicals and everything, we didn't have masks. My last clinical, we had to shut it down because of COVID. That's yeah. crazy. So registered nurse. And then I guess I would just, I, I guess I would, I'm a photographer, you know, so, I so. I, yeah, I, I do photography, videography. It's, it's mainly like a hobby. So it doesn't feel like a job to me. That, that's why I say, oh, I guess I do it because, you know, it's a hobby. So that I've turned into a business over time and it's, it started so small and now it's grown to something, you know, pretty crazy. Yeah. But, uh, do that. And then I do my online coaching. And then I just started with uh, apparel as well. Oh, yeah. I did not uh, know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I just dropped a, a Oh, woman. I did know that. Yeah. For mental health. <laughs> I saw your, Never mind. <laughs> I yeah. did see that. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And then I'll have some uh, like pump covers and a, a winter training arc hoodie that I'm I'm going to put That's out awesome. pretty soon. Yeah, so, so what is, you said your apparel was um, like, about like mental health awareness right now. I forget what it, what exactly says, but I did see it on my feed the other day. Can you talk about that? And yeah, so pretty much for the, for the women's crop, it's uh, the way you talk to yourself matters. So pretty much uh, that's what it says on the front text of the crop top. And then on the back, it kind of has like a mouth with positive affirmations coming around. Like I will succeed, you know, uh, it's not if, but when all types of different positive sayings that you should be saying to yourself every day. That's awesome. What me like, what inspired this? How did this happen? Um, well, one thing with, with fitness with me, uh, when I was a, I, I was also a personal trainer before I, I, was, in, that. Yeah. I was doing that uh, during nursing school um, mm -hmm. just to make ends meet while I was out in Florida. But I mainly trained just women while I was out there. And I feel like empowering women is uh, just one of the main things that I want to do with my page. So that's why the first thing was the women's mental health uh, crop. That's yeah. awesome. I like that a lot. I'm big on like I, I tell my own clients because I have mostly female clients when I do personal training through Rutgers and stuff that like self-deprecation like so we as like a generation have gotten into this habit of thinking that self-deprecation is like not funny, but we use it in a funny way like, oh, I'm yeah. so bad at this or like I'm so whatever. And people kind of laugh at it. But like this shirt says like the way you talk to yourself or about yourself matters. And if yeah. all you do is put out like self-deprecating thoughts, that's how you're going to view yourself. Yeah. I mean, as cliche as it is uh, like that saying, you are what you eat. 
well, the, the things you do in your daily life are things that you pretty much digest, you know, so it's the things you, you look at on your phone, it's the people that you talk to, you know, it's the conversations that you get involved with and all those things really matter. So it's just like you said, it's the energy that you put out into the universe is what you're going to be getting back. So if you're putting that, you know, those sayings to yourself, even if they're not, you know, just a joke, you know, it, it kind of reinforces that over time. Yeah. I, that's one thing that like, I always thought that it was kind of stupid or pointless. Like I was like, what, like, what is affirmations going to do for me? But my therapist said to me like about a year ago, maybe a little over, she was like, let's just try it. And if it doesn't work, then like you can knock it. And I've been writing down, starting my day, writing down affirmations every day for like over a year now. It's just like, it starts my day off on a good foot. And it also just reinforces these good, strong, like ideas about myself rather like it's, it's made me more aware of when I say like self-deprecating things to be like, oh, whoa, like, okay, you're, you're not actually what you're saying right now. Like, so stop saying that. Yeah, I actually struggled with that a lot when I when I first started as a nurse, um, you know, and having all these nurses that were there for like 20 years, 30 years, they know so much more than you. And, and I'm sure a lot of people deal with this, the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my one friend, Austin, he uh, he just became a lawyer and he's been talking about this recently. So when you get into a new field and you have all these people around you, you really don't feel like you belong, you know. So one of the uh, positive affirmations that I always tell myself before I go into a shift is, you know, you are capable, you know, you're, you're able to do this, you know, you're, you're, there, there's no one else that can do it the way that you can do it, yeah. you know? So I feel that 100%. I actually, one of the affirmations that I write down every day, which is so simple, like just the simplest thing is I just write down, you are smart and qualified because yeah, I, I the same way I'm working with people that have been in this field, like people that are old enough to be like my parents Mm-hmm. right now or I have kids that are older than me and I'm like it's so easy for me to be like I'm 23 years old I just got my degree a year ago like what am I doing here yeah you're and, and you're like all making the same money as this person who's been yeah. here for like 15 years you know it's yeah. crazy. it's it's such a surreal and I feel like we also like we spend so much time like going through schooling and like public school and then college and interviews and all like more like clinicals for you and stuff it, that when you actually get the job, you're like, wait, I did it. Like, is this it? <laughs> That's why you, you got to appreciate the journey, you know, because a lot of people, they miss out on the journey and then they get there and they're like, oh, this is what it was all about. You know, because it, it's always, you, you always put it up way higher than it really is. Yeah. But, and, and speaking like the way that you think about like your job too, like everyone's situation is different and you might not love your job per se, but one, you can always keep looking for a new one. And two, it's like you built, like you studied and worked so hard for so many years and you achieved your goal, like be proud of that and, and like appreciate it, you know, just try yeah. to the best out of it. Exactly. People are so quick to to get down about where they are, yeah. but you know, years ago you would have dreamed to be where you are today. Yeah. And, and I, I have to check in with myself all the time when I'm having a bad day. I used to think, you know what? I used to study for, you know, eight, 10 plus hours straight overnight, you know, and, and maybe not even sleep just to be able to do what I'm doing today. So, you know, yeah. it, it really puts it all into perspective. It's a common thing for all Americans really to just like small talk, like complain about their jobs or like, I hate going to work, blah, blah, blah. None of us like, would it be nice to not work for a living? Probably. But then again, it's like, no matter what you're doing, you're contributing 
to the world somehow, especially you with like nursing and helping brain damage victims and stuff. It's like you might not really want to go into a night shift, but you're doing something rewarding. Yeah. And good. I, I, I always tell myself, you know, you're helping people that can't help themselves when, when I, when I go into work. So that's even no matter how hard I know it's going to be, or like maybe if I didn't sleep before an overnight shift or, you know, I was just having a bad day or having a bad mental health day, no matter what, I can't bring that into work because these, these people are, are having it way worse, you know, yeah. and it really puts it into perspective for me. Yeah. So what is your work schedule like? Cause I know I've heard of Kessler before, but I've only heard of people going for like, um, like in, injury, like rehabilitation, like physical therapy. Yeah. So is it like, is there inpatient stuff? Uh, no, no. It, people usually stay for about two, two weeks to um, a month or so, depending on insurance realistically. And then some people stay for long, longer, depending on their condition. But typically I see people are there under a month. And then they'll go to a more acute facility, you know, depending on what their condition is or how it progresses, or they'll go home. A lot of them, they just go home and they're doing much better. Um, but my work schedule, so I only have to work three days a week uh, and they're 12 hour shifts. So I get 36 hours a week. Oh. Um, yeah. But with my job, they do flexible hours. So what I like to do is I'll stack three shifts in a row and then I'll stack another three shifts in a row for the next week. And then I'll be off for an entire week after that. So I work one week, 72 hours, and then I am completely off the next week. Cause I, I really enjoy like my free time and like mm-hmm. being able to hang out with my friends and go to the gym. Cause those are things that I really enjoy. And when you work, you know, 12 hour shifts overnight, you really want to do them back to back because it, it can mess up your, your week if you don't do it that way. Yeah. So that's so uh, why do you do nights? Is it just because you're new at like newer and no, no. I, I was working days at my facility, but I'm a I'm a travel nurse, so everything's on oh. contract. So pretty much what they did is it's very easy to fill staffing positions for day shift. Um, but no one really wants to work nights were always short. So once my day shift contract was over, they said, Hey, you know, if you want to continue here, we only have nights open for you. And honestly, I didn't want to go through the whole orientation process of a new facility, sending in all my documents. It's, it's just very, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to do it either. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what, I'll take the, and, and they give you a, a differential, uh, much more money for working night shift too. So I was like, eh, makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah. I, would t- I would take it if you can, you're young. It's like, what do you have? You don't have kids at home. Like, yeah, well, I, I didn't start always as a day shift. I thought I was going to work day shift as my first uh, nursing job. That was almost three years ago. And they hired me for nights and I, I worked nights the first two years of my nursing career. So yeah. I've always worked. I always worked nights. Only recently I did days. I have so many, I have so many questions for you because this, your like work lifestyle is so different than mine. Very different. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most people's. <laughs> you know, yeah. When you, so you said that sometimes you work like 72 hours in a week. Always. Yeah. Always. I, I do. I pretty much do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm off Thursday, Friday. Then I work Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And that's You're 72 for a hours. whole week. And then I'm off for almost a whole week until the next following Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So when you're working that much, how do you find time to go to the gym or do you not I go? Do. I take a whole week off. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I might, I might, I may train. Well, I'll train either that Thursday night. Usually I'm pretty burnt out from three days, 36 yeah. hours straight. So then I'll train Friday. I'll train really, really hard. And then I'll rest Saturday going into my night shift, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. 
Wow. See, that's also like, that's a cool thing that you pointed out. Um, because I mean, people can't see you right now, but they can go over and look on your Instagram. Like you've maintained your physique to the way that like you want it to be and you're continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're not working out five, six days every single week. I preach low training volumes to everybody. If, if people, they always go, oh, I want to build muscle. I want to build muscle. Well, you ever think you're doing way too much activity and that's why you're not eating enough? If you lower your activity, it's not going to be hard to be in a surplus. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So people that struggle with bulking right now, I'm I'm the heaviest I've ever been. And I'm not even that consistent with my eating. It's just that my activity is so low. It's not hard to maintain this weight. Right. So that's thing that people miss out on. And, and, you know, people always think more is, is better, but really less is more, honestly, when it comes to fitness, because you have to recover. And that's the main thing. Yeah. I've been enjoying like dur during my bulk so far this year, just I've been ending my workouts. Like I always end my workout with a walk just because I don't, I sit at a desk all day. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I really do want to get the steps in and just get my legs moving. Um, but I'm not really doing high intensity cardio anymore since I don't need to I still do like I do low intensity cardio and by low intensity I mean like I literally sit on the bike like mindlessly on my yeah. phone just for my heart health but um I can like I just from cutting that down I noticed a difference in like how I feel exactly because now, now you have more calories to go towards you know probably your workouts or your recovery yeah and, and also you said oh you don't really train that week well i'm working 72 hours as a nurse so so you're not not moving yeah i'm yeah. banking about about 10k steps you know a night if right it's a night so yeah it's it, not like it you're sitting bad. around for yeah. there's a difference mm -hmm. yeah because i can obviously i can give a lot of advice on like how, the things that i do and the habits that i practice but i have a desk job and your job is very different so what are like this is a broad question so you might have to think about it, but what are like a few essential like habits that you practice that help you like maintain or prioritize your health while working? Um, well, my number one thing that I always preach is rest, because for me, uh, the sh stressing your body out is just going to do more harm than good. So I'd rather just rest. A lot of people, they always think, oh, they feel they had they this guilt where if they haven't been to the gym in a couple of days, they feel guilty because they feel like they're going to lose their gains or they're going to something like that. If, if you've been training for a considerable amount of time, you, you have muscle memory, you're not going to lose anything. It would do you much better if you just rested that extra day or even, you know, when's the last time you took a week off? You know, so I feel great after I take a week off. I feel stronger than ever. So that's one of the things that I always preach is rest and don't rest, don't stress. It sounds so, so dumb, but yeah, <laughs> I practice that. Um, and then just time management. So I always like to know like what my day is going to look like. And I always, um, I pretty much eat the same kind of things every day. So I know what my meal times are going to yeah. be. I know what my meals are. You know, there's not very much um, variety in that. And I, I always, uh, I always take priority of the uh, like the gym and my my fitness goals over, you know, like things that are. How do I say this? It's like convenient. Well, I, I I don't make excuses for like like the gym. Like I won't. How do I say this? I feel like, you know, your boundaries between like when you need to hold back or versus like when you're just 
being like being lazy and you'll exactly. get it. Yeah. Like, like it's a give and take. Like you, you really gotta, if, if it's, if it would be better to rest, then you need to rest. But if you like, you shouldn't make excuses if you're feeling lazy. So I, I, I try not to do that. It's very easy to get caught up and be like, Oh, you know, I, I rather just not train today, but, but, you know, you also have to think about your goals. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things I like to do. Um, in terms of balancing, that is a broad question. I know. I just like what I said in last week's episode, which this will come out in like two weeks. So I guess two weeks ago um, was like just little things. Like I bring my own meals with me to work. Like I don't eat out every time I go into the office because that's like convenient and delicious, but it like it's a slow killer for your health and your bank account. <laughs> Yeah, they're always bringing donuts into the break room, donuts, cakes, families bring us everything. So yeah. I always just stick to my meals and I always say no. And they they try to make you feel bad about it. I but know. Once they see you over time that, you know, all you do is bring your meals to work. They don't ask you about it anymore. I yeah. think like good. Not, I don't want to say like good people, but like understanding people will then over time, like not make those comments anymore. Like my friends at work. know. like if there's cookies in the break room, like they'll have some. And like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're eating a cookie. And they're not going to be like to me, like, oh, you're not going to take one. Just take one. Where it's like, okay, like I just personally, I'm good. I don't need one. I brought my snacks, but cookies are delicious. So if you want one, that's not my business. That's yours. I I feel like a lot of work environments aren't like that though, where they kind of do judge you a little bit. And I feel like that intimidates people. But like I said before, if you just keep sticking to your, your thing, eventually they realize like, oh, you know, that's just not his thing. Yeah. A lot of people's family members are like that too. I don't, is that something that you've ever? My dad. Oh my God. Both my parents. Yeah. They'll, that literally he'll be like, he'll be like, come on, you you really, you really can't have this. And I'm just going to be like, well, it's just not, you know, not, not a part of my goals or what I'm trying to do right now. You know? Yeah. It's really frustrating for me. My mom's like, my mom never really did it. She's like very on top of her health. She was like sick a few years ago. Um, so now she eats probably cleaner than I do, honestly, <laughs> but mm-hmm. from other members of my family, like, especially my brother, he'll be like, I'll, I'll have like an ice cream cone or something this summer. And he'll just mock me and be like, Oh, are you going to post that? And I'm <laughs> like, you know, like I might, but like, I might, <laughs> or if I don't want something, they're like, Oh my God, just have it. Like, just have it. And I'm like, it's what if it was the opposite? And I was like, looking at you being like, don't have that. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like all the time. Like, why are you eating that? You know, I feel like yeah. people are so quick to jump on people's like food choices, especially when you eat healthy. They're like, they're like, oh, really? Why are you on a diet? Like they, they make it sound like it's such yeah. a bad thing. And it's like, well, this is how I eat. Like, this is my lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like, it's honestly not that hard to eat healthy. It's like nice. a- it's- American <laughs> propaganda and what uh, makes it seem like it is. But there's so many resources and you can modify recipes to make them like delicious. Yeah. It's I've done it. Ever. It's easier than ever right now to be yes. healthy. Cause people so say many- to me all the time at work, like they're like, Oh, you're so good. Like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, well, I go to the grocery <laughs> store, I buy some stuff and then I eat it. <laughs> I eat the most basic things. I eat, I eat oats, I eat eggs, Turkey, beef, uh, chicken, rice, potato, that's like cereal. That's it. That's yeah. all I eat. <laughs> and you could really like you could spice it up to like the the ways that you put seasonings on it, style it the way you want. I I've, I've been making Kodiak cakes 
with like whatever flavor protein I want in it for I got like over a year now and it's one of my favorite meals I can have it for breakfast lunch and dinner because it's so good you know what I found that's so funny all my female clients they ask me if they can have Kodiak cakes in their plan (laughs) women love Kodiak cakes I don't know what it is I'm guilty do you not like I do you not love them I love them I haven't eaten them in a while but I noticed that women love Kodiak cakes it's the number one request they're they're like Whitney Simmons introduced them to me years ago (laughs) when I was like first trying to get my shit together and I saw that she had them on her YouTube channel and uh, oh they're just they're delicious my favorites are the little cups that you put in the microwave oh my god so convenient are they they like muff what are they muffins or they have so they have muffins oatmeal and pancakes like they they have a I saw one in Target the other day that was a s'mores um like pancake and a whatever and it's like 14 grams of protein if you're like I mean for me I could eat it as a snack but like you can't beat it you can eat that either in the morning or right before bed honestly. I can like, eat it like I can eat Kodiak and the dark chocolate one too for dessert is so my favorite my favorite <laughs> it's so good. that with peanut butter sometimes oh, oh so it's so good because they have like the little dark chocolate like morsels in there too that like don't melt all the way through when you cook them delicious I can't can't yeah. Their birthday cake stuff is too. The birthday cake one. See, I'm not big on birthday cake flavors. No. I can't. I can't do it. Okay. I, you know, I'm not a big cake person. I was gonna say I'm not a big birthday person. I'm not a big cake person. <laughs> In general, <laughs> Neither am I. like I, chocolate I, chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake. Like a, a nice, smooth, rich. Okay. Chocolate I'm the cake. opposite. I like vanilla. But, but no, like sponge cake. Yeah, like I can't do it. Really, I, I see. I'm weird. Where like I don't really like a cake does, is not that appetizing to me. Like, yeah, not really. I'll pass. I'll have something else. But I'll go in on cupcakes, which is the same thing. <laughs> That's just a mini cake. <laughs> it's the same thing. But I see cupcakes and I'm like a score. But if you give me like a regular cake, I'm like, Meh. for me, like the my cookie dealer cookies. Oh. What are those? you haven't seen them they're like the crazy cookie creations like they have all if you go on instagram yeah you'll see them but pretty much this guy he makes like these ginormous gourmet cookies and they're they're enough to feed i'd say uh, you can share them between two to three people and yeah they're absolutely delicious. are they local or do they just ship work? yeah they'll they'll, they'll they'll ship to you the my cookie dealer cookies yeah wow, maybe i'll look at massive. that yeah, have you been to crumble crumble i've had crumble crumbles Real, do you like it I like crumble. Yeah. I, I, I won't like all the cookies that they have out for like that time, but at least two or three of them, I will. Have you tried the chocolate chip? Yeah. It's a, the it's, double chocolate chip. There's like a no, double. just the regular one. Oh, the regular, I've had, I've had the regular one, but there is a double one that I've had mm-hmm. and that was really good. That was their, even better. Their chocolate chip cookie is like insane it's for so no good. reason. It's just a chocolate chip cookie, but it's my favorite. Yeah. Sometimes the most like basic things are the, the things that you know. You <laughs> yeah. yeah, chocolate chip cookies, my yeah. favorite staple. I don't even know how we got on this track, but I could talk about this forever. But before we talk about more serious things, have you ever had any of the desserts from the Fat Cactus? Any of the desserts from Fat Cactus? No, I don't think I have. You should. What do they have? Oh what? my God. So they have like bait. So I, I'll tell everyone who's not listening. Fat Cactus is a Mexican restaurant up near Rutgers that me and Dylan both love. Um, for my birthday, my senior year of college, it was a 
tres tres leches what i i can't say it in the spanish way <laughs> whatever that was um like dipped in like a cornbread batter so it was like cornbread on the outside the cake on the inside and then like vanilla ice cream with salted caramel sauce on top and whipped cream it was the most ridiculous thing i've i've ever had in my life it was so good that sounds so good but all i can think about is the applebee's triple chocolate meltdown right now <laughs> i'm sorry i used to work at applebee's for like you did i oh my god i worked at applebee's the summer after my freshman year because i just like needed more money and had too much free time were you there for the dollar margs were you there for that oh god people used to abuse that no, the, I honestly the worst like the worst thing is half price apps, which was like a godsend to me as a high schooler. But that shit sucks. You, yeah. you don't want to be working during half price apps. I used to abuse those Applebee's workers for the half price. Everyone did, and it was all like sixteen year olds who were on like a time limit because their moms were coming to pick them up, and yeah. they would tip you like fifty cents because their bills were like $4 and I'm like, you couldn't even round it up to like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. They can't give you anything. They're, they're just at the mall, you know? They're yeah. Yeah. Them. Right. They're hungry. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go. I wasn't allowed to go to the mall um, on Fridays as a kid in like wow. middle school and stuff. Cause my dad works for the Monmouth County prosecutor's office. Mm -hmm. And he started when I was like, I think he started like right when I was born or like right after something. And all the older guys were like, oh, you have like a new daughter. Like when she's a kid and seven grows up, like make sure she doesn't go to the mall on Fridays. Like that's where all the bad kids hang out. And like the kids that smoke weed. Oh, God. <laughs> I was so not allowed to go to the mall on a Friday night ever. Wow. That's so crazy. I thought I thought you were going to tell me like something more than that. You're like, that's where the bad no, kids hang out. That's where the bad like kids hang out. <laughs> Oh, I, I I don't know I guess they were the kids that like would get in, in trouble with the law and stuff so they just told my dad like don't send your daughter there on Friday night and my dad never forgot that one so I didn't go to the mall on Friday nights have you been have you been to the mall on Friday nights since yeah and it's weird honestly I'm kind of like <laughs> it's scarier? like that was something that like I'm I don't don't I'm like not mad at my parents for not letting me do that it was probably for the best god if it's like a friday the 13th you're like extra scared to go to the mall <laughs> i've been i always had like sports and stuff to do on fridays anyway but i've been to the mall as an adult on a friday night and it's it's like it's really cringy that's the only way i can describe it it's, it's like empty, right? girls in leggings in like crop tops and air force ones drinking like 700 calorie starbucks drinks no shopping bags in hands just walking around with guys that's like pants are down to their like kneecaps it's just bad it's just bad. no yeah i wouldn't go to there yeah no um wow we got really off track <laughs> i wanted to what were we even talking about your clients and kodiak cakes kodiak cakes yeah and food okay so here's here's how i'm gonna segue this um <laughs> <laughs> when you're also working such long shifts and stuff, how do you find time to prioritize like responding to your clients and stuff? Because my, I have to like talk to my clients when they sign on. I'm like, listen, if I don't get back to you during the nine to five hours, it's because I'm doing a job or mm -hmm. whatever. But I always find time to get back to them. I'm just curious how you go about it. 
I just make it a priority that when it's their check-in days that I respond to them, you know, immediately update their plans immediately. I make that, you know, even like first thing in the morning, as soon as I see that, that check-in, I'll, I'll just get to it, get it out the way. Mm -hmm. I feel like the more you, you put things off, you're going to be like, Oh, I haven't done it in one day. And then you're going to feel guilty. And then you're going to be like, Oh, I haven't done it in two days. And then past that, you kind of, you're like, Oh, and then you're, you're, you know, you're a week past, you know, not responding to your clients. Mm -hmm. So. I'd rather just do it immediately and, you know, see if the plan's good for them and then just get that out the way and then go on with my day. So do you guys only really communicate like on your check-in days? Yeah, pretty much just because when I feel like once you get to a certain point with like your clients, you're kind of doing the same thing yeah. over over a long period of time. I feel like a lot of people, they think that the the plan needs to be changed all the time. But if the plan's working, you know, don't, you know, you don't have to fix it if it's not broken. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I like to do. And then maybe I'll just check in with them and just, you know, see how they're doing throughout the week, give them a phone call or, or text them, you know, see if we can set up a lift or something so I could see them in person. That's so awesome. I like to do those things. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I see that you train with your clients sometimes, which is cool. I started, I like kind of started doing that again um, at kingdom now since I can, and there's no like restrictions. Um, and it's one of those things I was talking to my boss about it at Rutgers the other day. Where I was like, it's such a like drag where I'm like, oh, I have this in-person session. Like, it's just another thing on my calendar. And then I get yeah. there and I'm like, I love this shit. Like, <laughs> I love this shit. I used to love being a personal trainer. I had I had 30 clients at one time yeah. and I would be super busy. And I was in nursing school and I dread going to the gym and I get there and I'd be like, I love this it's, stuff. Like, yeah. I, I could do this all day. Oh my God, like, you're getting paid to like work out with people it's awesome yeah it's and talk to people and, and you learn so much as well about people especially like the older the older clients oh yeah so much from them yeah I think that having like in-person experience is really a leg up and a differentiator nowadays too because at least what I've seen on social media so many people are like online trainers but you learn a lot more when you're hands-on with people and just understanding like everybody's capabilities just as far as like mobility and stuff is different and there's different starting points for everyone like my 60 year old clients like I'm not starting at the same place as my 20 year old client oh no of course not yeah everything has to be individualized um but also like with with training in person you kind of you kind of get to understand that person a little bit more and yeah. you know, what helps motivate them Whereas I feel like if you're online, you're, you're not like, you're going to get a question, what motivates you? Like, you know, you, like in person, you really build that rapport and you you get to know that person on a deeper level. Yeah, I it, it makes me smile so much when my clients text me like on their own, like my in-person clients say, like my client texted me today and was like, I went to the gym by myself and I had such a good workout and I even talked to a few people. And I was like, that just puts a smile on my face that you're yeah. like at that point where you're comfortable in the space. Yeah, building confidence is a big thing, which is why like uh, uh, training women is like a big thing for me because so many women feel intimidated by the gym, uh, especially with like uh, the way that men act in gyms today. I just don't understand it. <laughs> it's it's such a problem. But yeah, just like learn to share the space with women. You know, make them feel comfortable because it it's a very uh, it's a scary place. Honestly, you know, a lot of women feel intimidated by weight training. People get like, there's, I've had so many clients that don't, I have to work with them in separate rooms of the gym just because they don't want people to see them. Yeah. It's a, it's a very vulnerable thing. And I think that people that like 
it, it doesn't, it's not like that for everyone. So those who don't get it, like don't get it. And there's not a lot of empathy, which is what worsens the problem. Yeah. I feel like it's so inspiring when you see someone, you know, just anyone just going after their goals in the gym, mm-hmm. you know, just the fact that you showed up there today, you could have, you could have been at home. Mm-hmm. That's a big step. Yeah. That's why I always say not like, it is so wrong to criticize anyone in the gym doing anything. Like I've, I've seen some people doing some crazy stuff and I'm sure you have too in gym over my years, but I'm like, Hey, like if they're not putting themselves in harm's way, like physically, then you vibe, you do, you do you, at least you're here. Yeah. I I just feel like, you know, the gym is my space where I can just put away all the other stuff that's going on in my life and just know that I'm doing something to get better that day. I feel like that's, fundamentally what the gym is for me is you know just to get away from that other stuff and then know that I'm working towards something each day and I, I feel like it's important that everyone has that safe space that they can go to and you know if you're making people feel uncomfortable in the gym that's just you know it's a horrible thing really. yeah I I had a whole episode on that just talking about like approaching people especially like guys approaching girls and stuff in the gym because it is like the gym is my safe spot and I don't want to be as a girl. I don't want to have to go in and feel uncomfortable or nervous that like a certain person's there because of a way that they've approached me in the past or something, or like scared that they're going to keep bothering me and whatnot. Because if you tell them even nicely to fuck off they're you're the bitch, even though they're yeah, making yeah. you uncomfortable. You look, you look crazy because you said something, you know what I mean? Instead of just being like quiet, like everybody wants you to be. And I, it's a horrible thing. I, everyone should feel safe in the gym. Everybody should feel like they can, you know, come to the gym no matter what kind of day that they're having and that it won't get worse, you know? I agree. So I know for me, and like you kind of just said it too, the gym is a space where I put all my other shit away. I'm focused. Like my mind is completely focused on a different task. Um, and it's very like therapeutic for me. Um, so what, like you go sometimes like a week without lifting, how, like, what do you do for yourself that kind of replaces that space for you? Like that little therapy piece for yourself, you know? Well, honestly, during that time, I really don't have much time uh, other than to just sleep. Okay. Yeah, because I I work uh, at 7 p.m. I work 7 p.m. to 7 Mm a.m. Usually by the time I get home, it's about 8.30. I fall asleep by 9 o'clock. I get eight hours of sleep. It's 5 o'clock. I get ready. I leave at 6. Back to my job at 7. So really during those days, it's just just, I try to get as much sleep as I can just to know. And I feel like that's what kind of motivates me because it's like, okay, if I get this sleep, you know, and get through this week, I'll I'll be all recovered and I can go really hard next week. Yeah, and that's kind of where I put my mind out. Yeah, knowing you're going to bed too, and that you're going to get like a nice chunk of sleep is just such a good. Like I'm so excited to get in my bed if I'm like, it's oh, Friday yeah. night and I don't have anything to do on Saturday morning. I am going to be so well rested. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to look forward to after a long night shift is just knock out for eight nine hours straight i bet and i give you so much credit for doing what you do because i couldn't do anything that involved me being on my feet i i just like i have very flat feet so (laughs) join the club does it does your back like not kill you my back's destroyed it's it's it's, it's absolutely demolished that's why i can't i i just i'm like i'm okay with my desk job i can't be on my feet my back is 
can't take it. Do you have one of those like little treadmills that you walk on at home? You, you ever seen people that do that? They have the standing desk and then they have the little treadmill. I, I, I really cool. want one. I want one because sometimes like I'm very twitchy too. Like I'm always like, uh, do something. yeah, you're always doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Like something with my hands or tapping my foot or shaking my leg. So if I was like working and able to get like even steps at like a 2.0 pace. That's what I'm saying. It would it would be great, but unfortunately, I'm still at well, not unfortunately, I'm still at my mom's house, which is my choice. Um, we don't have that much room, and if I brought one of those home, I think she would take my head. So I want one so bad just to do. You ever seen those videos on Instagram where the people they show off their outfits and they walk on the little yeah. treadmill? <laughs> yeah. I think it's hilarious. I, I want, want there's little foldable ones, like there's ones that you could just slide under your um your bed because like all you need to do is walk on it and that's it or there's under the desk like peddlers but no they have like little treadmills that are like this thin that I you could slide under your bed so oh really yeah. I didn't know about that they also have under the desk like it's like a mock like bike pedal thing <laughs> I've seen it before it's so they funny. look so bad like they look really embarrassing but at the same time I'm like I kind of want one just so I could be like moving <laughs> you're on your little unicycle all day yeah they're just like they're like if you look them up they're like really pathetic <laughs> it's hilarious no I, I've seen the ads for them they're not selling me it's not happening they're not they're not <laughs> the treadmill thing though that works and we have like in the office I've only seen one guy do this and he's like a big runner we have like our desk where our computer goes like our desktop and we put our laptop down and then behind everyone is their own like filing cabinet but it's taller yeah. so this one guy like comes in and every like half hour or so he just stands up and moves his laptop over there and is just like standing which i'm like that's a good idea that's smart yeah i i, I preach that a lot and i feel like a lot of like what you said like back pain and everything it's due to that that we sit so much and also like the posture that we have with our phones yeah. over yeah. over like this so i always try to get up every now and then as much as i can i need to turn the thing back on on my apple watch i had it on um for like forever but i was in school and it would go off and i was like in a lecture and be like time to stand up <laughs> <laughs> and it really bothered me where it was always going off when i couldn't stand up so i was like turn this shit off but i think i need to turn it back on now just so i'm like conscious of like hey it's been an hour you haven't gotten up when i had my injury i was in bed like all day and i thought about it like i've only gotten up twice today it's such you know? a disgusting yeah and we've all been there like at a point where we're like really sick or something and like you're just not moving and you're like holy shit i've actually just not moved today yeah the entire day yeah i've had when i was a sophomore in high school i got really sick Nobody to this day, like nobody was able to diagnose it. Um, but I couldn't my. This is so gross, but you're a nurse, so whatever. My tongue and my tonsils were covered in canker sores. Oh God. And then my lips just like exploded. Like we thought it was like I thought it was a cold sore one day, but it like it wasn't. Um, so I could like. Like my lips were just bleeding, like constantly bleeding. And then I couldn't swallow because my tonsils and throat and tongue were all covered in these canker sores. And I had a 103 degree fe fever for five days straight where I literally like thought I was dying. Like I, I couldn't. That. Was, I couldn't it a, was it a allergic reaction? 
It's never happened again. It's never happened again. And you didn't eat anything different the week prior. Huh? Was it a certain time of the year? I think it was December-ish. December. I have no clue. That's crazy. It's never heard never, never <laughs> happened to me since. But I was such a like blob for that whole entire week because I didn't have not only was I sick with a fever, but I my mom was like force feeding me like yo plate whips, like literally like applesauce. But I I and I was like fighting her with it because swallowing like felt like knives, like worse than strep throat. So I had no energy. And I started like going to the bathroom. I'd have to like army crawl across my kitchen because I'm like, I can't stand up. I know what that feels like because I've had tonsillitis millions of times. Uh, in my life. I, I still haven't gotten them taken out. I was going to say, get, get that shit out. <laughs> my, doctor, my, my doctor like two years ago was like, if it happens again, make sure you get them taken out. Still, still haven't gotten them taken out. So I'll never learn. What's the like, do people get them taken out just so it stops happening or can yeah. it like... And it'll stop happening because then they don't get inflamed anymore and they don't they won't act up. It's just but it's you know. not like life threatening, is it? It's just really painful uh, to get them taken out. No, tonsillitis in general. No, it's just really painful. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's life threatening. No. no, like you don't have to get them taken out. It's like your choice whether yeah. you want to deal with it or not. But the tonsils are very susceptible to flaring yeah. up like that. So a lot of people do recommend because they're not really needed. So, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's another thing, too, that, like, that shit blows my mind. Like, we have tonsils. You don't really need them. People get their appendix removed. You don't really need them. Yeah. You can donate one of your kidneys because you don't really need two. It's crazy. We just got we just got extra stuff. <laughs> Did you learn about any of that in nursing school? Uh, why we have, uh, like, extra things like that? Yeah, but, um, I mean, not really, honestly. I feel like it's just through evolution. That's maybe what I've always heard, but it's become like, more maybe we become more and more efficient with our body systems to where we wouldn't need something if we got injured or something like that. That's what I would think. That's what that's what like I've heard by doing no research and just letting other people tell me. Yeah. But yeah, that shit's crazy to me. It's nuts. Yeah, there's tons of stuff that we don't need or things that like we used to like we used to have that don't like work anymore. Like I forgot what it is. It's like something with our the way our ear is it's like similar to like a horse's ear but like we we don't have that ability anymore I and we all have tailbones but no tails we all have tailbones exactly like isn't that crazy have, like we used to have tails but now we like we've, we we don't have to use them anymore so they're gone like all types of different stuff with us the tail thing freaks me out what if we all walked around with tails yeah probably I saw I saw a meme today. It was like it was like one day a fish decided that he didn't want to be in water, and and like now I'm here. Like here we are it's so true. Like it all started off with uh, it was just like the ocean, and there were you know fish. Well, first it was plants. Yeah, they, they took over the whole world and the ocean, and then fish came from there, and then a fish went onto land, and which is an amphibian, and then it it all fucking skyrocketed from there it's so bizarre to think about <laughs> it really is i hate those graphics that like they would show us in like elementary school of like it starts off with like a baby monkey and then like the end yeah. is a full grow that freaks me out like i'm like i don't want to see myself that way <laughs> it's true though that's what we are i know and then if you like you don't look at monkeys the same after that like they have posable thumbs which is just wild 
Yeah, and then there's that population uh, that that have like Neanderthal genes and stuff like that, and they're yes. yeah, they're even more like primal than us. <laughs> my like my ex boyfriend in college, I think he was just lying because it's just the way that his forehead is. <laughs> <laughs> he told me one time, like he was like, "Do you ever notice how my forehead, like his forehead, like protrudes like out, like He's it's like out here, off. and then there's like his nose," and I was like, "I guess," like I never really looked at it, and he was like it's because I have like some Neanderthal genes. And I was like, what? And then like a few months later, he's like, I like, that's not true. I just said it. And you I was like, just to be funny. it might, like, it might be though. Like, who knows? Yeah. You never know if you have more like those dominant features. Yeah. That freaks me out. What also freaks me out is like, whenever I look at like my dog and I'm like, damn, you have no posable thumbs. Like you can't grab anything. <laughs> yeah, and open anything. No. I think about that all the time. Like my cats, they'll be reaching in the in this like little snack drawer, and I'm like, you can get you it can open. Grab it. Untwist the snacks to actually get in. It's so it, sad. It's, it's like really pathetic, but it's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we got very off topic, but we've been talking for like an hour now. But that's okay. It's enter- it's entertaining. I knew we were gonna have a good chat, and yeah. some of it was fun. Um, but. Thanks for coming on. Do you have anything like you're working on that you want to share with people or like things that they should stay tuned for? I know you said you're working on some merch and you do a yeah, lot of photography pretty stuff. Much just my, uh, pretty much just my apparel that I'm um, coming out with. So I'll be dropping the winter training arc hoodie and then two pump covers. And then my women's crop top is available as well. And I'm just going to keep updating designs, new designs every month um, from my online coaching company, which is Sculpted by Science. So just continue to build that and my apparel. That's awesome. I will definitely look out for that because I'm always on the hunt for a nice pump cover. Yeah. I feel like I go and buy five and then I'm like, I have nothing to wear. So, I'll send them over your way. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, and then where can everybody follow you on Instagram so they could put a face to the voice? So my handle is Dylan Vasquez Fitness. And yeah, that's my Instagram handle. And then also my YouTube as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. I'm definitely going to ask you to come back um, and chat with me again because I had fun. Thank you. All right, everyone. That pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Before I go, I need to leave you with a song recommendation, but I also wanted to point out that Gym Rat merchandise is up on my website, www.liftswithliz.com. It's a little bit, it's cheaper not in quality, but price point than what it was because now I am outsourcing. I'm not outsourcing it anymore. Um, It is all in-house, baby. Literally, my home. Uh, So check that out. You can get t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies. um, And I think they're a pretty cool design. They're not really branded with my name on it either, so it's not obnoxious. (laughs) Anyway, this week's song suggestion, I have been in a huge Harry Styles phase lately. That guy can fucking sing. Let me tell you that. Um, but I'm, I'm going to leave you guys with Kiwi by Harry Styles. If you don't listen to Harry Styles or all you know is like watermelon, watermelon sugar, hi, whatever, uh, go listen to Kiwi. Very different and showcases a lot more of Harry's talent than watermelon sugar. <laughs> anyway, make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz and I... We'll talk to you guys next Monday. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube as well if you want to keep seeing the news.